0: Watch out filibuster. Filibuster. Freestyle. Filibuster of the freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. Filibuster. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster fill the freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. Okay, ladies and gents, we are rolling. Filibuster Freestyle, the final filibuster freestyle, we believe, of twenty eighteen. Here in the South Boston studio of the late, not late this time, on time, but great, oh boy. Cindy Harrington, what is up?
1: Hey, Gavin.
0: I almost called you late great.
1: <laughs> I fast.
0: Do you know what's late and great? <laughs> the year 2018 in about 36 hours. That's I think fair. that's where my head was at.
1: That makes sense. Would
0: you go so far, this was not planned to discuss, filibuster freestyle, by the way, uh, would you... Starting two days from now on January 1st, do you think in the future we'll look back and refer to 2018 as the late great 2018 or no? Maybe. Maybe?
1: Yeah. are right, you saying there's a chance? I think you can only do that retrospectively, right?
0: Okay. Well, let's back up like to 2016. Mm. We've yet to refer to that as the late great 2016. I think people don't ever do that.
1: Yeah, probably not.
0: Okay. So it wasn't a thing. try to make it a thing for 2019. Guess what? Not a thing. Yeah. Do you want to know what is a thing? Yes. Bird Box the movie.
1: <laughs> Indeed.
0: Holy cow. Sandy B, Sandy Bullock, for those of you who have been under a rock since 1995, is back on a Netflix, it's, it's literally a thing. It's a meme thing. It's a yeah. national consciousness thing here between Christmas and New Year's. And Not only did we see Bird Box yesterday on the Netflix, as we like to call it. We went to a real movie.
1: Yeah, we double time. it. We did
0: a two-time, two-time, two-time movie Saturday. <laughs> now, we've watched movies on Netflix together before. Yes. We've watched a lot of television in general together mm-hmm. and apart. We've also seen a lot of movies in theaters, but not together. Yesterday was the first time ever, and we made it The Mule, Clint Eastwood,
1: <laughs> Bradley Cooper, choice.
0: and others, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. But I think we got to go with... The the movie that's absolutely sweeping the nation right now on Netflix, Bird Box. I mean, it literally is ending twenty eighteen in the meme hall of fame.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're if you haven't seen this yet, you're not understanding a lot of memes on the internet right now.
0: Correct, especially on Instagram, unofficial sponsor of the week. Let me ask you this question: Did yes. we watch this movie yesterday because you? felt that we were going to miss a bunch of jokes because it was, in fact, dominating the meme scene. Is that exactly why we watched it yesterday?
1: No. I I mean, it's just been kind of heavily promoted, so I just really wanted to see it, but then, you know, the meme is a sort of secondary benefit, I would say.
0: Yeah, and we're seeing some good action on the memes today, uh, especially now that we've seen the movie. So I want to walk through a lot of this. I've written down some thoughts, but you had a question about this movie. Do you want to start with that? Do you remember what that was? No. Cause, Get to it later.
1: Yeah, I'll find the right spot for it.
0: Fantastic. Okay, yeah. so um, I asked you the question about did we watch that movie solely because of the meme scene. You say no, but it couldn't have hurt. All right, let me ask you this, just to get us going. Did we like Sandra Bullock's performance, and what do we like about it?
1: I loved it. I thought she did an amazing job. Um, it was, yeah, it's just kind of a crazy concept, and I was very tense. I don't know if you noticed that, for most of the movie, and I felt myself holding my breath at times. Correct. And a lot of the movie is just Sandy kind of
0: Making it suspenseful.
1: Yeah, leading the way. So yeah, I thought she did a great job.
0: That's fair, and I I would say she obviously did do a good job. But I, I wrote this down somewhere. Um, essentially, they used sound, scary music, and like s- suspense to make it frightening. Like there was no m- real monster we saw. Right. So to your point, they did a really good job, and obviously, as the main character Sandy B.
1: Yeah. had
0: had deliver on that, but. A lot of what quote made you afraid was relative to like reacting to how the actors felt or sounds or music or like awkward silences versus seeing something ourselves that was scary.
1: Right. I And I think um, the movie sort of just plays on if you were to lose any of your senses, mm. the one that you would probably, I know I would be most upset about is losing my sense of sight. I think that's... Far and Away, the scariest one. yeah. Uh, and I think it really kind of dives into that as well.
0: It's one we take a lot of... We, we take it for granted a lot, but we also use it for so many things that we don't even think about. Right. That having to feel our ways around or listen more. You're right. Okay. When you're
1: without it, it's just And I
0: don't want to give away the whole plot, but we'll certainly catch into the fact uh, of what was going on. But can I ask as a question? We're assuming that anybody listening this far in has also seen Bird Box. We're also assuming it because... If you know what a podcast is, you probably have social media, you probably saw the memes all week, and you've probably watched Bird,
1: Bird yeah. Box. If you haven't, you probably should just stop right now. and, and watch Come on it. back. Then we'll come be back. Here. Yeah.
0: Filibusterfreestyle.com, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. And by the way, for God's sakes, everybody.
1: Go rate the pod.
0: Go rate the pod. Go. It's really easy. Andrew Patterson mentioned that maybe for some of the folks listening, we should spell filibuster. It's F I L I, 1 L. You one filibuster L, freestyle. Throw you off. So go on Apple Podcasts, search filibuster freestyle with one L, and subscribe and rate the podcast. Yeah, Poor for bore.
1: You to scroll all the way down to sub- to rate it.
0: Correct. Good. Another good good piece. That's yeah. two podcasts in a row.
1: FYI,
0: who are able to give some good directions on where to go. Now, <laughs> so we have this 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 mass suicide thing happening in the yeah. movie. Yeah, all over the globe. It comes to I believe the west coast of the U.S., probably Northern California. It seemed like.
1: Yeah, it seemed like they were in like the Seattle-ish. Could be Pacific California, Northwest right? for sure. Yeah, 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 right.
0: So anyway, they end up with like seven or eight people in the house, in, in this house all because they've all somehow escaped the initial urge to like see whatever spirits they are not supposed to see, mm-hmm. and we'll get into that. It's really hard to explain. I also don't want to re- waste a lot of time ruining it. I'm assuming again you've all seen it too, listening now. Yeah. So here's my like most outlandish question. You had the the police academy, like the kind of the attractive young chick. Yeah. And, and then the junky, tall, blonde boyfriend who became her paramour. Uh-huh. Um, they just randomly got in the car and left with no explanation. So I have a series of questions. What the hell happened to them? Where'd they go? Did they make it? Why was there no closure on that? Right. Any thoughts on any of that? Was that wild or did I sleep through or like miss? Yeah, no,
1: totally. I I thought the same thing. I was thinking that last night, actually, I was going to bed. I was like, whatever happened to those two? I think we can just assume that they succumbed to whatever that weird paranormal force was. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think we all know that it's really just kind of Sandy and the two kids.
0: Yeah, at the end. end. And that's fine. But like, the reason I ask that is... Getting no closure, you could say, well, it's a hole in the it's a hole in the script or It whatever. is, for sure. However, at the very end, when when Sandy and the two kids make it to the, the, the Blind Institute, Institute for the Blind, yeah. which is basically a safe haven, the OBGYN from like the first scene in the movie, who yeah. was like her doctor is magically there, which is like, that's closure. like That we didn't even need. Yeah. Like, we didn't necessarily need to see the OBGYN again. Right. But I kind of wanted to know why those two people left with the car.
1: Yeah. And like, where the hell they went and why we don't get to know that. That's... That's totally fair. Also, was that OBGYN, the the lady from um, ER?
0: I can't say if it was because I stopped when Clooney stopped.
1: Oh, well, that's fair. That's very fair.
0: <laughs> so, okay, I'm just glad that I didn't miss the Police Academy girl and her junkie paramour boyfriend. Yes. Come back or get killed at some point. I just didn't but see it. But can
1: someone tweet at Gavin and let me know if that's the lady from ER the latter years?
0: And that's the woman who played the OBGYN? Yeah. Okay, tweet... At me at Gavin Viano till give Cindy the answer. Please, that makes I need
1: sense. some closure.
0: Okay. We could also IMDB her like right after the. Yeah, prime. but
1: that's I'm being lazy.
0: Okay, so we want the the, the folks at the free. We want the fan interaction. Of course, of course. All right. Let me ask you your thoughts on some things. Why were certain people immune to creating mass suicide? It seemed like. Is this your question? Yes. Okay, cool.
1: No, because frame it how
0: you want to frame it.
1: Alright, so here is here's how I Wanted to frame it um, so that the guy, the the British gent, that sort of came into Greg. the
0: house
1: was that his name? I think it was Greg. I'm bad with names and movies, but he shows up. And yeah, so yeah, in the latter part of that, um, he mentioned that there were people from a Some psychiatric mental... institution right. that broke out, and they were the ones that um, felt great about it. Yeah, and I think. Also, an undercurrent of this movie was stigma of mental illness. Yes.
0: That's what I was going to get into.
1: Yeah. So, it seemed as though those people that already had pre-existing mental illness were somehow immune to- to This purge, if you will. Committing the act of suicide, but actually living on and seeing- you know something beautiful, but not feeling the desire to kill themselves, which I thought was really interesting. It is, and is that right? It's like people who already—it seemed had like it because mental because illness uh, uh, we're immune to it. It
0: seemed to at once stigmatize those with mental illness as being like less than. Needing to kill themselves during this purge, right? But at the same time, it almost seemed to say everybody who's quote normal is actually mentally ill because when confronted with their demons or a demon or right. whatever it was, they choose to kill themselves. Right. Whereas others choose to seek this quote beauty, but like, and I agree with that. Which and is also, super, there was the supermarket. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I just thought it was like if you think about that was a little it,
0: meta slash. It's the, kind
1: of cool, like you. Yeah, it's like the people San's mental illness are actually the ones like harming themselves and doing crazy things. And the ones who are
0: quote mentally ill are actually feeling great about life. Yeah. And that would be okay if they were like docile.
1: Yeah, but they they were were vindictive. And that's why I think there's a whole
0: another whole Well you gotta
1: have a movie at the same time.
0: No, I get it. But I'm just saying you can't pretend that being mentally ill is like okay. And again, this is all the movie. This is not real life. Right. (laughs) But clearly mental illness is a real thing and well different podcast. Yeah. But you can't say, oh, like they're living their best life because they're already admitted that they're mentally ill or right. they've already been admitted to a, a psych ward or something. Right, right. But then they're out there trying to actually get other people to kill themselves. Yeah. Which makes them vindictive and then is asked, helps me ask some more questions. So the the quasi-explanation I had was that people who aren't right mentally are totally fine. But then like whatever they're seeing, it's beautiful. Like what is that? Why don't we get to know what that is?
1: I don't think it really matters. Okay,
0: fine. But then why are they compelled to show everybody else this beauty, but somehow they're cunning enough to like, yeah, they feign victimhood so they can like convince you to let them in and then they can like sabotage your day and make you kill yourself. Mm -hmm. So like I I get that it was like, it was just a really weird gray area of these people are immune to it, Mm -hmm. but they're being total dicks about it. Yeah, (laughs) they
1: are. But, you know. Which makes me... I think it helps further the story a lot,
0: though. Oh, it really helped further the story a lot. Yeah,
1: because if, you know, if it was just you didn't have to go outside, then that's one thing, but it's, this is an added element. Okay,
0: so, that's fine. Know, whatever. Um, but I just think that, you know, anytime that you Maybe if we read the books,
1: we get- Oh, there are books? I think it's based on a book.
0: Oh, here we go. Yeah. Okay, that actually leads to some questions I have later, so okay. so we can maybe get into that. Um, okay, they never really explain what the evil spirits were. Or the origin story of them, really. They touched on it kind of with the guy who worked at the supermarket.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right.
0: But not really. It's
1: sort of just like kind of an end of days type of correct mentality as well, right?
0: Yes. And like I mentioned earlier, but now I found the notes for it. They basically use sound, wind effects, and creepy music in place of a true villain or monster, which I thought was creatively done. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, like you said, it was very suspenseful. I yeah. was very suspen- like in suspense. Um, I think the spirits not being able to come inside the house is a little flimsy. But I get it. Again, you gotta have a movie.
1: Yeah.
0: You gotta have some drama. You gotta you, you know, You'd
1: have some kind of protection.
0: Gotta be some type of a safe haven of ghouls, you know, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um, I just have this one note that I want you to comment on how you see fit. Okay. John Malkovich was definitely being John Malkovich.
1: 1000 <laughs> percent He's just John Malkovich playing himself in every movie, basically.
0: Yes, correct. Um here's my, my biggest flaw of the whole damn movie, though. Okay. And I think we made fun Other of Other than
1: this. the two young ones running away together?
0: Yeah, which was like just the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, Unless there's weird. like a sequel, which I want to get into before we switch over to the really mule. Interesting. Especially if there's books, which is why I kind of was like, oh, huh. But yeah. anyway, they used the car to go to the grocery store, but they had to paint the windows black with paint uh-huh. and all that stuff. Right. Um, the most far fetched thing was that GPS navigation would work well enough for anybody to drive to their destination while blinded. Like yeah, like, and I, also like, like every- I can't even get down the street with sight if I listen to Siri. I gotta like know that Siri's probably gonna be off by like a, a half a block.
1: Right. Well, also the fact that everyone's phones were down and like you couldn't get anyone on a walkie-talkie. Right. So yet your Siri's, GPS, the Siri's working fine beautifully in your car. That was a. That was Again, a it's
0: bit. A, it's, you gotta advance the plot, and I get yeah. it, but that was dumb. And then, of course, the two people who we have no idea where they went right. stole that car, which leads me to believe that maybe they're fine because that car's GPS was dope AF, right? Yeah. Um, okay, the birds, knowing that people were good or bad, or that the people were crazy. And to your point earlier, not crazy because they were immune to being suicidal. Mm -hmm. What did you think about that? I mean, hence the name of the movie, Bird Box. Mm -hmm. So that had to be a thing. Mm -hmm. But I didn't mind it. Um, I guess we needed to know about that part since it's the name of the movie. But um, I don't know. I just feel like that was a long way to go to call the movie Bird Box.
1: Well, it also kind of tied into the fact that they had to use chirping birds to find the safe haven as well. So I think that was... Sort of a way to kind of weave that into the story. I can't believe those birds survived that capsizing.
0: Yeah, and the boat. And, like, so she attached.
1: opened up, like, I expected all three of them to be dead when she opened up the box. Correct. But they were totally, the girl, girl.
0: Yeah, who becomes, I think, Olivia by the end. Yeah. Which is her mother's name. Right.
1: Right. Just totally um, held on to them, and neither of these kids have really been outside much yet. They both
0: were like bear grills, <laughs> yeah, like survivalists.
1: They both totally survived the capsule. Bering
0: Sea type waves, and <laughs> yeah, you know, blindfolded. Yeah. No, never swam before.
1: Never swam, but
0: we're good. Okay, I mean, like we both swim in college, right? And um, I don't know if I were blindfolded and dumped over in a boat in a rapid river. ...that I would be okay, let alone able to get the birds out. Yeah. Just saying.
1: Anywho. But that's okay. Good for
0: her. But final thing, was this movie short on explanations because it was haphazardly creative? I think the answers already know. Or are they being crazy like a fox and knowing that they're likely to make a sequel Mm -hmm. if it's successful? Which, if you check your Instagram and look at every other meme and see Sandy be blindfolded, you know they're going to make a sequel.
1: They very well could, especially I'm, if there's
0: book material.
1: I'm sure, um, you know, there's probably a lot more explanation in the books as, or book as there always are. Correct. Uh, always, as I'm pretty always. sure there is a book. I'm not 100 percent sure on this, but I'm I'm just kind of guessing. Sure. Um, also, I'm sure they cut a lot of things. I think it's probably a production thing that maybe they cut some stuff out that, it was you ex-
0: Exposition type stuff that would yeah, help us understand. That like
1: maybe they know where the two people went or, okay. you know, whatever. Um, also, I think this would have done well at the box office. I do too. I, it's surprising to me that, you know. Well, I mean, I, good think, for I, think, I think number one, too. Netflix
0: is throwing money at they're stuff. They're killing it right they're now. They're throwing money at stuff. They're killing it, as Cindy said. And they're able to give someone like Sandy B- all kinds of cash that she'd get doing a box office movie, and actually, this is this this now has a lot more conscious like it's much more in the zeitgeist, if you will, to use a phrase. Um, well, yeah, because how much any movie? we
1: pay going to the movie theater yesterday? You know, just to right,
0: we paid like twenty nine bucks to go see the Mule. Right.
1: Meanwhile, I'm paying like what eight ninety nine a month for Netflix. Correct. Yeah,
0: and if you divide it by the people you share it with, basically, <laughs> who,
1: may, who may or may not be in this room, who may
0: or may not be hosting this podcast. But, like, I can't say because, frankly, maybe I use my brother's. Maybe I have my own Netflix account that nobody knows about. I don't know. Netflix, unofficial sponsor of the week. It's (laughs) worth it. Don't come after us for piracy and lunacy. Yeah. All together. Okay. Anyways. So, any other thoughts on Bird Box? Because I want to pivot to... The mule, but I don't want to leave you or the people hanging here, especially if they have to go because they haven't seen the mule and plan on seeing the mule.
1: Mm, yeah, no, I think I think we covered it all. I think it was um, good flick. Not what I expected.
0: Not at all, but like in a good way.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Which is interesting because I think we could say the same for the mule in that it was not at all what we expected. Yeah. Even though it was like a premise that's pretty hard to not know what you're getting. Right. And they still found a way. Yep. So if you haven't seen The Mule...
1: Great segue, by the way. Thanks, bud. Yeah. If you
0: haven't seen The Mule, you may want to press stop, go to the go down the street to your local cinema. Yeah. Pay like $18. Or and maybe
1: see, go to like $5 Tuesdays if you got one of those near you.
0: Or press pause and come back to this. Just remember to come back to this like three months from now when you see it on DVD. Or keep listening because we're about to ruin the movie for you.
1: Isn't New Year's Day a big movie day for people? Yeah.
0: Go to the gosh darn movies on New New Year's Day, guys. And then come back and listen to the rest of this podcast. Or just let us ruin the movie for you now. Starting now. The Mule. Okay. It had an interesting premise. It had a strong cast. And somehow... It never quite became the movie we hoped. I literally wrote that like nine hours ago. Oh, wow. Word for word, and then you essentially, during the segue, we hit on the exact same thing. It somehow wasn't what we expected, but unlike Bird Box, it really wasn't what the movie we hoped for. Yeah. So, let's see what my next note is to get going. Okay. It seemed like really kind of plotting, or like heavy-handed, or clumsy is the word, mm. in its plot. Not even twists, but... Whenever they needed to like move the plot, it was clumsiest, just clumsy.
1: Yeah, it, it 100% was. It was, um, I thought it'd be like a little like grittier and like smarter than it was. Yeah, it was very dumb. Because the, pro- the promos are pretty good. The promos, promos are great. Because when we were kind of signing on movies yesterday, I was all in on this based on the promos. I was like, oh, I bet this will be, oh, you know, and Clint. In fairness, Usually yeah. Puts out Clint's a good movie. won
0: Academy Awards as director. Yeah, he's, right. he's won, obviously, Academy Awards as an actor. Yeah. He's played some compelling. Again, Clint's a very elderly person. He's an old person. Yeah, he looks
1: he? pretty old in this movie,
0: man. And then in this movie, he looks very old. He's playing an old person, obviously, but like someone who specifically is past their prime. Yeah. And um, he's done it before. He did it in like Gran Torino. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, it's not Clint doing anything Clint hasn't done before. Right. You got Bradley Cooper who might be having the biggest 2018 out of anybody. Oh man. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're not going to review uh Stars Born because I haven't seen it, but Bradley but you, Cooper's You but you
1: guys should go see that.
0: Yeah, and Bradley Cooper's probably going to look back in a couple of years and call 2018 the late great 2018 because yeah. he's crushing it in 2018. He
1: was great in this movie too.
0: He was great. So he was got, the
1: highlight of this you've movie. You have got a
0: strong I think a strong Clint as a character. Yeah. You've got Bradley Cooper throwing fastballs, 2018 level fastballs, which yep are great because this could be his best year ever despite For having sure. other great years. Um, Lawrence Fishburne is a, has like a small role, but like he's good in his role. Yeah. Andy Garcia has a relatively robust role and is good in his role. Mm-hmm. So that's like four dudes right there, let alone anybody else in the cast, yeah. who are all have carried movies by themselves before, right. who've all carried movies as character actors or secondary tertiary players. Yep. And somehow we're talking about how clumsy this movie is yeah. to get from one point to the other. Let's talk about a couple ways it did. Um, So for instance, since it was not really that heavy of a movie, I really find it hard to believe that Clint's character missed his own daughter's wedding for a flower convention. Yeah. No matter how much he put put work in front of family, one, you're in the flower business, two, it's your daughter's wedding. Which means, for God's sakes, aren't you doing your daughter's flowers? Like. Aren't right. you there for that? Right. Also, since you run your own business and know when the conventions are, wouldn't you schedule or wouldn't your daughter, if she wanted her busy-ass dad to be there, to not put her wedding on the convention day of some daily daylily convention?
1: Also, I- mean, it's just clumsy. It, it seemed like the daylilies only live for like a day. So how are you traveling all over the world with them? Correct. Or the US, excuse me. And, and, and
0: then, if you're able to do that, why are you broke- In 2017, when you were killing it in 2005, because the the damn internet killed it. Yeah, you were an international flower dealer. I never
1: really understood exactly what he was doing. Right,
0: and so my biggest—I gotta find my notes—but my biggest misgiving in general is just how darn clumsy it was for for no real reason. And and like so, you just pointed this out. Like, first of all, you would choose a wedding day that is mutually agreeable for the parents of the bride as well as the bride and groom, wouldn't you? Also, wouldn't you do the wedding out of season, especially if you live in Peoria, Illinois, and they must have a winter there? Oh, yeah. So, that's number two. Um, The granddaughter's relationship with Clint's character was way too manufactured. Mm -hmm. And, like, when she called him at the most awkward time and gave him a guilt trip about his dying ex-wife, like... I don't think she was a bad actress, but in that scene, I was like, I'm watching a bad actress.
1: Oh, I think she was a bad actress. Maybe she was. Maybe she was
0: someone's granddaughter. I wasn't
1: wasn't impressed with her.
0: She was a weak link, and unfortunately, she actually needed to be a strong link. Yeah. Uh, So she was whack, unfortunately. Sorry to whoever you are. You're welcome to the pod. And
1: also, the fact about how he got into the mewling was just some rando I wanted to get into that, too. Sorry. I'm sorry if I'm skipping ahead. You're doing great. At their engagement party, like all of a sudden, that just comes right out of the woodwork. Yeah, that was that was a weak Because well.
0: all right, here's what here's what I thought when I saw the previews. Yeah. Okay, I thought that Clint had spent like the last 25 years of his life as an undercover regular dude drug mule. Uh huh. Like I assumed that when he had like one last run or whatever, was it wasn't run 12 in like a three year period. Right. It was run like 1200. Yeah. And the whole flower business thing was like a front, right. a cash business where he traveled a lot, yeah, so that he could be like have an alibi to be a world class mule,
1: totally. But
0: to Cindy's point, he goes to his granddaughter's engagement party like the day out as his like business closes. Yeah, his wife, his ex wife, and his daughter chastise him in front of the guests, and then some random friend of a, or boyfriend of a bridesmaid. is like, hey, buddy. You want to be a drug mule, essentially. Yeah. Which is super clumsy.
1: It's just so weird. And then... so forced.
0: And so forced. It didn't have to be. He just could have been a drug mule the whole time. Mm -hmm. It would have been a better movie. So that was... I just didn't buy that. Um, I would have been way more interested if he had been a mule the whole time. Right. And that's why his family life was garbage. He was just like a shitty dad. Excuse my language. Yeah. He was just a bad dad and an actual flower salesman. Right. Not cool
1: and unclear of not a good dad selling those flowers. Also,
0: and it's one thing if you're in the in the cartel and you, as we saw, you got to answer the phone whenever they call and you got to do what they say and all that. And I'll get into more of that in a minute too. But if you're just a flower salesman who blows off your own daughter's wedding, like I have no sympathy for you. Right, you're awful. You're a terrible character. Yeah, it's terrible character development.
1: Yeah, it took a while to feel sympathy for him. Completely. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, again. I said this already, but the fact that he put the family business over his, the, sorry, put business over family, but was somehow still broke. Right. Is ridiculous. And uh, it took my interest level down a few pegs for sure. Yeah. Uh, I thought that the relationship between Clint's character and Bradley Cooper's character was really chummy, maybe needlessly so. But I guess they needed to have some connection somewhere. Yeah. And also that his relationship with the cartel members prior to Andy Garcia's character getting murdered was also overly chummy.
1: I liked that part. <laughs> you did? I liked how they just became friends with this like crazy old man, Tata. Mm-hmm. And uh, I-, I thought that part of it was, was funny. And actually, I think that was the part that actually made me potentially more sympathetic Got it. to him. Okay. The bond he developed with everyone that he met because he was obviously a charming guy throughout his whole life, right? But to everyone but, but his, his family, family yeah. which
0: again, like, and the lesson in there is like, none of this matters, right? Except for family. But then again, it was like, I became a cocaine smuggler in order to realize that family was the most important thing. A nice lesson,
1: excellent point for like
0: a 25 year old, not a 75 year old, yeah. I'm, and not really a nice lesson for anybody, by the way, yeah. Not advocating anybody, mule, anything, no. Just saying.
1: We're also not looking for that. Definitely not. Yeah.
0: No one call me. Don't call me. Don't at me on that, bro. Don't at me on that. This is not a cry for employment at all. (laughs) Okay. Where was I? (laughs) Okay. What did you think about, at the end, Clint's character, Tata, is on trial, and his lawyer is going to try to play like the old man getting victimized by the cartel card, which is fine. She's a defense lawyer. It's her job. And he's like, I'm guilty. Of everything. or your thoughts on that? Because I have a couple that I want to hear yours.
1: Um. Well, I assume something must, like that must be happening because it was nearly the end. It was like two hours by that point. Yes. And I think that was his way of not making anyone suffer. Mm-hmm. Uh, not dragging his family through a trial. Not dragging Bradley Cooper's um, character through a trial because he had developed a bond with him. Sure. So I think that was his way of trying to make things easier in a weird way for everyone. And then with his daughter, his daughter at the end, mm. with like the one hysterical one in the movie, like, well, at least we'll always know where you are. Yeah, right. As you're locked <laughs> up in federal prison.
0: I like that too. That was a good like kind of look at the mirror and break the fourth wall almost. She didn't quite do it, but it basically was like it was,
1: that. It was pretty good.
0: Um, my only addition to that is it seems like that was the right move to probably save his family from retribution from the cartel. Oh, that's As well. Yeah, I, I feel like if that. the... If he sells out the cartel, they probably threaten his family. They have to go witness relocation. He's put them through enough, to your point. Right. And if he just says, it's me, I'm the mule, I'm Tata, whatever, you bust busted me with 300 kilos of coke. It's a big bust for Bradley Cooper, a big win for the government. Right. He goes to jail. You got the garden at the end, which is very, like, but like whatever.
1: I think the cartel piece of it, like... He suddenly drops off the face of the earth for a week while his wife's dying. Like, they can't track his phone to where he is and totally. Until he comes back. And they never, like, threatened his family once, which is what they're pretty notorious for doing.
0: Yeah, that's kind of like what they do. Right. Also,
1: And he's like completely protected in jail and doing fine and just planting a garden. Yeah, like
0: a minimum security job. Give me a break. Right. Also, I just thought of this wasn't in my notes, but they had the informant who ran the nail salon. Mm
1: -hmm. Like,
0: no closure there whatsoever. Yeah. Did the cartel find out about him or not? Right. Anyway. um, Overall, I didn't mind a lot of the cartel, like driving around that piece of it. I just thought the transitions between like his. His regular life and, like, his new life with a 75-year-old drug mule were clunky as F. And yeah. And I just expected more. I expected more.
1: Also, his relationship with his handler. Yeah. I felt like that never really, like, fully got there.
0: Right. It was going to get there. Right. Or it got there too quick, and then they just killed Andy Garcia. Yeah. And then it had to change. And then...
1: I thought he there would be more about that, like, later on. And there was
0: just... It yeah. Just it's stopped. almost like they had two movies worth of stuff. I mean, it was a long movie. It didn't need to be any longer. No. But they had two movies worth of stuff, and they had too much character development to do that they didn't do on both sides. They sacrificed all the character development, all the relationship development, actually. Okay. Um, Trying to think of the last couple things I have here. So, the overly stereotyped messaging in this film is basically, this is my take, if old white men wanted to be mules and the cartel would just let them meander about at their own pace then those would be the number one drug mules in the world. That kind of seems like the wild hyperbole they were feeding us.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I agree. I just don't think that's very believable.
1: No. <laughs> and I don't think you can just like drop in on the cartel and be like, I'm just doing this for a once one-timer. Correct. And they're fine with that. Correct. I think they're a little bit smarter than that in betting people and yeah. whatnot.
0: One thing they sneakily <clears throat> did well was – he was kind of like, "Oh, I just did it for like this money to pay for my granddaughter's wedding," and then like things kept coming up that cost money, yeah. And like that was the reason he kept calling them. But to Cindy's point, I think once you do a run and you live, you do a run until you either go to jail or get killed. Yeah, that's kind of I mean, how that's, it works.
1: Right. That's also their shtick.
0: Right. So. Them being the. So pretend top. otherwise is kind of like, I'm not going to say they were glorifying it, but I'm not. I just it wasn't great.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Finally, any other thoughts on that movie?
1: No, too much of it was just like unbelievable and is unbelievable in a bad way. Yeah. say not believable. Because
0: it was a very like by the book, like, again, we're watching Bird Box and it's like you have to suspend a lot of disbelief. Sure. But you're like, okay, but like they did a nice job. They did a better job This was one where it's like, this is literally everyday life. People are probably mewling. I know people are mewling who are masquerading as completely normal individuals. And they somehow made a lot of the things unbelievable. Right. That's, that's tough to do. In yeah. A bad, in a bad way. Too many holes in the story. And indeed, and they didn't need to be. So, if you saw the mule, sorry. If you disagree, you can at me. Yeah. Let me know what you think. Finally, Cindy, little game to end the. Uh, oh boy. And then and the year twenty eighteen. Yeah. Uh, so we do places listening sometimes.
1: Oh right. And
0: I wanted to. I'm going to let you know some of the cities that listen, and I want you to pick one that you think would be the most. The one you'd most want to visit. Okay. Okay. They're very—they're all over the map, literally.
1: Oh, I like this.
0: So, Ashburn, Virginia.
1: <laughs> That's in the running. I don't like Okay. Atlanta. Okay. Homeless
0: at Bowl 53.
1: That is accurate.
0: Toronto, Canada, Ooh, obviously.
1: I've been there before.
0: Foggy London town.
1: Oh, lovely.
0: Okay. A place called Angeles City, Philippines.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: the capital of Curacao, Williamstad.
1: Oh, I would love to go there.
0: Okay, that's probably the leader in the clubhouse. Yeah. Okay, Cape Town, South Africa.
1: Oh, that sounds great too.
0: Christchurch, New Zealand.
1: Oh, boy. Having a
0: big southern hemisphere. These
1: are like great cities to go visit. Yep.
0: A place called Orebro, Sweden, which I don't know how close it is to Stockholm, but uh, two more. Wow. Swabish Hall, Germany. Okay. And Sao Paulo, Brazil. Oh, wow. I know you don't want to go. I would uh, think about it. Okay. Oh so what do you think?
1: I like uh, the Curacao one. I think I still stand by that.
0: Going Cur- Curacao over Athens, Greece, Cape oh. Town, South Africa. You didn't
1: say Athens. I didn't say Athens? No. Athens. I think
0: I still think <laughs> All right, so Curacao it is. So folks in Williamstad, Curacao, if you want the filibuster freestyle to do a remote pod, mm. which we've been talking about for a long time with Ashburn, Virginia, and still haven't done.
1: I think that would be very easy to do, by the way. A
0: Curacao one or an Ashburn No, one?
1: Ashburn. Give the, give the people what they want.
0: Oh, we're going to do an Ashburn one at some point.
1: You just get a post up I in predict, a coffee
0: shop. and I predict in the year 2019 we will do a filibuster freestyle from Ashburn, Virginia. And okay. when I say we, I actually think Pundit Sydney Cindy Harrington is going to be there in the flesh too. Yeah. P.S. We're not moving there.
1: No. Well, probably not. I hope not. Because I've
0: never been there and I want to go there as a tourist.
1: Make a New Year's resolution.
0: Our New Year's resolution is we're going to Ashburn, Virginia. We're doing a filibuster freestyle. So
1: you should at Gavin and let him know who the heck you are.
0: But if you work for the cartel.
1: (sighs) Yeah, but don't do that. Don't at me, bro. We're not going to drug mule for you.
0: Never. We're going to take an Uber there. Yeah. We're going to take an Uber out of there. Right. And we're wearing tank tops. No pockets. We're not Clint Eastwood. We're not Clint Eastwood. We don't miss our parents' or our kids, or anybody else's weddings. We don't even have children. Yeah, we
1: attend all family gatherings.
0: Yep, we are going to put our family ahead of <laughs> your work, especially. All right, Cindy, to the late great 2018, <laughs> thanks for being on the pod.
1: Thanks for having me. Fill up us for
0: freestyle.com where you can find us. Hope you enjoyed Bird Box. Hope you got through the mule. And uh, I hope you, we have a great year for 2019 on the freestyle. Thanks, so Happy New Year. Happy New Year.